Welcome back to another episode of Fair the Burn, FTB, a.k.a. Fuck That Bitch. A better way to say that I'm on the way in my own lane. With all the ways it takes to stay awake in this game, it's so lame. And I'm drunk, I run, I try to find cover, but there's no love. Put the Lincoln logs back into the flesh. I said car hearts are popping everywhere non-stopping. Everybody jockin' cause the style is rocking. Because of the internet, everybody is illiterate to read their own thoughts and others. There's no difference. Because of the interwebs, we're more connected than ever before. Because of socials that let us share it. Yeah, boys and girls, ladies and gents. Doctors and scientists, hobos and homos, aborted and unaborted, welcome to another episode of Fair the Burn podcast, man. Uh, we, I, I honestly, to be straight up with you, I don't know what number this is. Um, I, I think it's 36 or 37, and I already started the recording before I looked up what episode number it is, but you know what? I don't really want to go back and see what number exactly it is. I'm too lazy to do that right now. So you're just going to rock with me. You know, we're here, man. I'm your host, Chandler Fair. If you've been here before, you know who I am. If you're new, welcome. This is the podcast, and we're here to fucking talk, man. We are here to discuss. What's going on in the world, dude? We're going to talk about Christ, corruption, and culture. As you can tell, a little bit too rich already for this podcast. Uh, smoked half of a fucking dollar bill outside. <clears throat> and a cigarette, so you can probably hear it in my voice. And yeah, man, before we really get into anything today, I just kind of want to mention the fact that I'm in my sister's house. And if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, thank you. And you can also see that I'm very grateful for you because there's literally a, a, a sign behind me that says gratitude. It's amazing that I just showed up to my sister's house and she has a podcast set up a million times better, easier, more simple than mine. Didn't even try to set up a podcast setup. How many times can I say set up in sentences, you know? But like she didn't even try to do this. I walked in. I went, yeah, I'm filming right there. So yeah, dude, you know, we had to get the fucking dope-ass lookout. I got this sick banana shirt. I got these short, short pink shorts that you can see my boxers through. Got to get whitey tighties for these bitches. Never owned them before. Always thought they were uncomfortable. But I look amazing, man. I look awesome. I took off my glasses because I don't have any notes because, you know what, we're, we're free. As this, as this episode should, should go, we're going to free ball this episode. You know, we're just going to hit it raw and we're really going to leave everything in here, you know. Um, I'm probably going to do a bad job of explaining my point of view, but I'm going to try to do a good job, as I normally do on this podcast. And sometimes I say some crazy shit that are jokes, and sometimes I say some shit that's real. And uh, you know what? You're just going to have to decipher for yourself because I'm not going to tell you. I'm not. That's not my job. My job is to hear to be entertaining and to try to continue to cultivate this podcast. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm at my uh, my sister's house. She owns a zoo. I came over. There's another cat. She already owned two dogs, one cat, 
and a hamster. Now I showed up. There's an entirely new cat that they have. So if I pull some Chris D'Elia's during this and just scream at my dogs because they're being stupid as fuck, uh, we're gonna have to do that, man, because they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to know to not talk or bark or do whatever noises dogs make in the next hour. So, so uh, my morning's pretty good. Before we get into what we're going to talk about today, which is, you know, if you read the, read the title of this video, you, you kind of know, you probably know, it's what's going on in the world right now. But before this podcast, I was like, I need to go on a run. So I did. And I did a little run. I did a mile from my sister's house back to my house. First time I ran in a while, you boys been pretty heavy been trying to cut some weight, has done so, trying to get healthier, just trying to ch change this mindset um, back to something where it's like, no, I am capable and I can keep pushing myself and I don't need to eat junk food all the time and just lay around. I can actually like go up and like do things during the day and I don't have to just get rich throughout the day. Like I can, you know, get a little rich, go do something, hang out, fucking get a little bit more rich and continue to do things and just maintain instead of just blowing my fucking load on goddamn strippers and booze and shit. Not that I actually do that, but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. Uh I might. I might do that. So uh I look sick, dude. I look sick and this morning I went on a run, got my bike from my house, biked back to my sister's house, took a shower, let my dogs out, kinda hung out with them, uh, went to Starbucks, got a drink, and today is Boise Music Festival. Um completely forgot that it was happening. And I went to Starbucks, got my coffee from the lady, and we kind of started getting into a little conversation. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's been pretty crazy with the music festival this morning, but we're getting everything clean, so, like, when we close, we can just close, and, like, we're not going to get, like, bombarded or whatever. And she goes, she goes, are you going? And I go, no, I actually forgot that that was happening today. While I look so much like I'm going to go to a music festival. Like, I'm literally in the giddy-up outfit hitch, whatever other, you know, I'm in the uniform to go to a fucking music festival, dude. I got these and flip-flops on. You see what I'm saying? Uh, grateful as shit for these clothes. And, yeah, went to the, went to Starbucks, got my fucking iced white chocolate mocha, went to Taco Bell, because your boy's been filling burritos. Because uh, his friends invited him to a burrito place the other night, and he was like, "I would love to go." And he thought that he they were just gonna fucking hang out. I thought that we were just gonna hang out at like one of my friends friends' houses and get beers or whatever, and just drink a little bit, and I could like go home after that. But he hit me up, and he was like, "Yeah, we're actually gonna go to uh, Casa Mexico." And I texted him, and I was like, "Dude, can't go. So sorry. You know, I'd love to see you guys. Haven't seen you in a while." But Chandler has a straight up addiction to burritos dude and that was on thursday been thinking about burritos for two days had to go to taco bell to get two small burritos to subdue myself and hopefully i don't end up eating los betos at fucking four o'clock in the morning because that's what i will do um that's that's how it rolls man um yeah dude so i look so much like i'm going to a music festival and the lady at the coffee shop definitely thought that i was going to Gonna stop talking like Chris D'Elia now. <laughs> uh, talking, dude, sometimes I just watch Congratulations or Lifeline too much or listen to it and completely talk like Chris D'Elia. Um, really try not to do that, and I know that it's bad for this podcast and also, like, my comedy. Um, 
But he's a funny guy. What can I say? Fucking funny guy. Big influence. So yeah, man. Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling really grateful for this this channel as well. This is definitely going to come out on video because I am excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Um, just because it's very hot. <clears throat> and people feel very passionately about that about it, and I've I don't know. We'll we'll just talk about it. So I just want to say that I'm grateful for everyone who listens to this podcast. It's amazing um, to create something that people can connect with and that people can listen to or watch and be entertained and engage with, and uh, maybe it just makes your day a little brighter. And really that's why I want to do art in general, is just for some people to be like, oh, that was cool. You know, like I'm glad, I'm glad that I listened to that and I can take something from it. Um, or to make you laugh or to make you smile or whatever, you know. Definitely don't take some of the things that I say from this podcast, but you know, sometimes I'm gonna say something something decent, or I'm gonna have a fucking guest on this podcast, and they're gonna say some super smart shit, man. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. We've been continuing to get good numbers and good views on YouTube so far, even for being a small podcast as we are. But even when I don't post, we'll still gain listeners, follows, you know, watches, whatever very cool and i want to thank everyone who helps to contribute to fair the burn um by listening and just helping to support us because it means a lot to me and it just makes me happy that people um it just makes me feel like people believe in what we're doing and that's that's what i want to go for man i want to we want to bring in you know new news and dark news and comedic ways that's what we're trying to do, which I guess leads us into today's topic, which is the Supreme Court's overruling of Roe versus Wade, the bill, I think, in like the 70s or some shit that had to do with abortion because this lady, like, you know, needed to get an abortion and it was legal where she got it and the Supreme Court was like, yes, everyone has a right to get an abortion and they've been arguing the last very I mean very recently there were other like abortion things that happened before that as well before all of this but since getting uh three supreme court justices that are very conservative the issue of Roe versus Wade has been on the table a lot more recently than it has in times of the past and that has gotten people really riled up because you're telling people what to do with their bodies Right, so they over overturned it, which essentially makes it from abortion being a federal, like you know, federally legal to down to states' rights and and states that would make it legal or states that wouldn't make it legal, states that would have more stipulations, less stipulations, whatever. So it got overturned, and and I think that that's wrong. I just want to state my position before we go into anything else. I think that it's wrong. What they did, initially when I first heard it, when I first was like, oh, they're just turning it from, you know, uh, federally legal to state kind of determined. I was like, you know, I don't hate that because there still are going to be states where you can get an abortion. And I feel like if you wanted to live in a state to support that, you should do your best to try to live in that state. Obviously, that's kind of a broad brush statement where it's like, you know, it's hard to get up and move, but I've lived in three different states, and you can figure it out. You know, I don't want to be, like, an asshole or anything, but 
you get a couple thousand dollars, you get some pay stubs, you can find an apartment in a, in a different state, locate some cities that you might want to move to, you know, whatever. Fucking, if you wanted to live in a state where an abortion was legal, I feel like a lot of people could do that if you if you wanted to. So initially I didn't hate it. And then I called my mom and we started to talk about it. And my mom was like, listen, Chandler, I think it's a bad idea because at all abortion clinics, they are going to always protest. There will always be protesters outside of abortion clinics, no matter what, because this idea of is abortion legal or not is really just a moral question, which we'll get into later. A lot of people, it's just, you know, is it wrong because you're killing a human and a baby, someone who would be a kid? Or is it okay because it's your body, so you should be able to make that choice? Um, and it's just kind of this moral dichotomy, or not dichotomy, um, but like this moral line that a lot of people can set. And my mom said, you know, out of any abortion clinic, people are going to be feel very strong that these kids should not be getting aborted. So there will be protesters. Now, if you allow it to be state by state that it's not federally legal then all of those protesters from the states where it's where it's illegal will travel to other states to go protest, which I firmly fucking believe because those people are crazy enough to be like, no, we're going we're gonna to go from Idaho to Oregon to go and protest that shit because they will, you know, and they'll get their church groups or their, you know, um, pro-life groups or whatever. But I am pro-choice. Uh... Not in the sense of, like, I feel very strongly that abortion should be legal, but just pro-choice where I'm like, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Because I really don't know where to, where to stand on it. I do feel like it should be federally legal for that reason, because, because it's kind of this moral situation where it's like, some people say it's right, some people say it's wrong. A lot of women are like, fucking... You're not, you know, listening to women. And there's other women who are like, thank you, I hate abortion. I'm really glad that it's not, you know, legal anymore. And so the women who are like, you're not listening to women, but they listen to those women. You know, so it's just like, because of that reason, I would make it legal. Because I feel like anything that has to do with choices that you make that are questionable should be legal, right? And I'm, I'm talking like, Abortion, drugs, guns, um, uh, I can't think of anything else like that, I guess, off the top of my head. But then, like, if we, but then I, I, I am full and full of support of, of making it illegal to discriminate against people or to have any laws that are, like, racist, homophobic, sexist, xenophobic, things like that. Like, to hate on or to make things that are illegal due to things that people have no control over, I'm in support of that. I am also in support of legalizing things. Um, I'm saying this in a weird way. I mean, how can I, how can I condense this? So, like, if it's based off of shit you can't control, your sex, your race, uh, where you were born, who your parents are, if there are laws discriminating against you, I am in support of that. Because you should not be like discriminated against and have people make laws against you for shit you can't control. 
there are, are also actions that if you cause harm physically, like overly emotionally, uh, or like overly like or extra fiscally, like with money and shit, those should also be illegal. I'm talking murder, uh, damage of property, like like super bad emotional like neglect and shit, or like you know anything to do with a kid. Uh, anything to do with like you know sexual abuse to anybody, things like that also should be illegal. But any because because those are very clearly like that is a bad thing. Like if someone sexually assaults somebody else, you look at that person and you say you did a fucking bad thing and that's fucking illegal and you need to do time for that shit. I don't know how much because it's a case by situation. But if you took advantage of someone in any situation, like that is making it now scarred for them physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, like that's gonna be illegal. But anything that's questionable, that's like, some people say this, and some people say this. To me, you got to make all that shit legal, man. Like, because you're never going to have, you're never going to have the answer. And you're never going to have the solution to, is abortion right or wrong? Uh, should people own AK-47s or AR-15s or whatever the fuck people are mad about with these assault rifles? Should people do drugs? And I'm talking any drugs, you know? You gotta, you gotta just make that shit legal, man. And just be like, listen, if you don't like it, get fucked. This is America. These are things we need to do. So I don't agree with what happened with Roe v. Wade. I don't. That makes me sad. Uh, and, and it also makes me very grateful again for this generation that I'm in because although I'm not like them, (laughs) I I think it's great what people believe. It's kind of crazy to me too, because people, people feel very deeply about a lot of things. Um, and I just feel deeply again about like homophobia, racism, sexism, like things that are truly to me, like you can't fucking be so mad to that person about that because this is just how they are not a decision that they're making or some ideology that they have so I'm, I'm way more passionate about that shit which is why like I didn't go to this abortion rally because number one they wouldn't have wanted me there because mostly I would be looking for pregnant people uh I wouldn't be cheering and chanting and being like my body, my choice, or whatever the fuck, her body, her choice, whatever, women's rights, human's rights, I wouldn't be doing that shit, I would be looking to be like, who here actually needs an abortion? Because if it's a bunch of people who are still just chanting, you're just chanting, man, you're just, and it's funny to me too, the, the, the fucking protests, it's funny to me too, because you're showing up at the Capitol to scream and shit, and, and it's 5 or 6 p.m., there's nobody in the Capitol. You're just yelling downtown, man. It's not like you're disrupting meetings. They're all home. They go home at 3 p.m., or they probably don't even go into the Capitol, the senators or whoever the fuck else works at the Capitol building in the Idaho government. No, dude. You're just out there, just, and it's, that's just funny to me. Is it just a bunch of people who don't need abortions, you know, (laughs) screaming about people needing abortions to an empty building? 
it's uh, it's a bit comical to me because I just sit back and I go, I don't know how people can feel so passionate about this. You know, no, if it was something that was truly like sexist or whatever, like, okay, so like uh, with 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 everything that's coming out, right? Like, um, the judge Clarence Thomas, everyone's all about this, where he he in his opinion about the ruling, which I read uh, up to this point, I guess, um, just to make sure that it was fucking true. It's what was saying that we need to take a look at like the other cases that they've been ruling on recently as well, like the federal fucking case saying that people that people of the same sex should be able to get married, that uh, they want to take a look at the sodomy bill to turn sodomy back into a federal crime. And there was, oh, the contraception one. And that's just like the contraceptives. I feel like, again, you can kind of go state by state with that. I don't know because contraceptives, like I know that like a lot of girls use use birth control because they have bad cramps and shit and bad bad periods, and so that one's a little bit more blurred to me where I'm like I don't really fucking I don't fucking know, but the gay the gay marriage shit, the gay marriage shit, oh yeah I'm be pissed about that, yeah you can bet your ass because that's taking some shit away from some people based off of who the fuck they are and then being like you can't do this because you're this way no fuck that shit. And the sodomy one, who the fuck gives a fuck? Let let whoever shove whatever in their ass. You ever heard of Steve-O from Jackass? You know? You ever heard of this guy? This guy's been committing sodomy all the time. You make it illegal, well, he's out of a job. You want to put Steve-O out of work, Clarence Thomas? You, you want to put the legend... The only one outside of Johnny Knoxville and fucking Bam Margarita, you wanna you wanna take them out, huh? It's crazy to me, man. It's crazy to me. It's like like those are the ones where it's like based off of who you are as a human, I'm gonna get mad about that if you're making a law. Now, if you're just angry at Roe v. Wade. Because, you know, you feel strongly that no one should tell you what to do with your body. You're a woman, and it's your body, your choice. You know, and then there's another woman who's like, I would never want to have an abortion, and I don't want to do that shit. Which is crazy. I I have some people in my family who have had to get an abortions due to rape and or incest. So it's just like, I understand that there is a need for abortion at at the end of the day. For sure, there are hundred percent percent is because people get taken advantage of, especially and women, you know, and they get impregnated and against their will, and those people need to have fucking abortions. So number one in every state that needs to be legal, and again because it's just some opinion shit, it should also just be legal. But if you're out there protesting, just screaming shit, it's just turning in to hoe. Versus shade, okay? It's ju- it's not even Roe v. Wade anymore. It's Hoe v. Shade, okay? Because you're out there, and if you believe that Roe was a hoe and she needed an abortion, then you're you're gonna hoe for her. You're gonna be out there hoeing, and if you think that that she should have kept that baby, well, then you're gonna talk some shade, you know. And if you think that no one should have an abortion, 
and she should have kept I did I say kept the abortion if she should keep the baby she shouldn't have an abortion you know you're gonna be throwing shade you're a shade meister it's just the hose v shade man and I don't want to be out there hoeing and I don't want to be out there shading I want to be the v I want to be the fucking ref man I want to be the ref who's just in the middle who's like hose ready shade throwers ready this is what we work for, gentlemen. Fight! Like, that's like that's that's where I want to be. And I and I wanna be grateful. And I wanna be grateful because we live in fucking America, dude. And if you've been to Fair the Burn before, you know we love America around here. And July 4th is coming up, and we're gonna have one f- fucking hell of a time, man. We are. Because it's goddamn America, dude. Where if you're pissed because the government's doing some shit, guess what? You can go to the building when nobody's there and scream and piss and moan about it. And nobody's going to kill you. Nobody's going to turn off all the lights, bring out the guns, pop you, and leave you. This is shit they do in Afghanistan. This is shit they do in China. Where if you're talking some shit and disobeying the government, well, guess what? They're going to take you outside and steamroll your ass. So you better believe that I am grateful we're here for these pussy-ass protests, man. They're pussy. People just show up. They say some shit. They go home. Maybe they donate to some fucking cause. That, that just got made to three days ago. You know, that's like, we're going to be out there helping people get abortions, you know? And they're just going to turn around and do the same shit the Black Lives Matter did. Take all of your money, buy some, some fucking real estate, sell it to people who had abortions, and be like, look, we're making it a better place. You know? <laughs> like, listen... The protests today, I feel like we can do a better job, truthfully. If you guys really want to protest, here's what I'd do. I have two options for you, and I'm going to tell you off the rip. The first option is the real option, and the second option is an optional option uh, that you can be like, we should do that or we shouldn't do that. Option one is I feel like you should go to an abortion clinic or whatever the fuck they have abortions. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. And you should you should make two or three layers deep of people and just be like, listen, we're going to join hands or arms or whatever, and we're not going to fucking leave here until they make us leave. We're going to let in people who need abortions, who rightfully deserve them, and if the cops or the army or, you know, tanks or whoever show up, we're not going to, we're going to make them make us move. And we're going to peacefully protest. Okay? What I'm saying is be the next Tiananmen Square. That's what you should do, in my opinion. If you really want to combat this and, like, get someone to, to fucking, you know, to make waivers and, and sign-ups and shifts. And you can, like, make these shifts to be, like... Yeah, like let's get these people like in the lines and like in the in the layers and like they have to be here. And if they're not here, then like 
you know, we'll have a Facebook page where we like blast it out and we're like, need more people for this or that. Um, and if you, you know, if you really want to do something about it and really want to like make a stand, that's like some Tiananmen Square type shit where you're just peacefully protesting and you're joining arms to help support this business, letting in people who you believe right have the right to do this and making it so that the army can force their way in, proving the fascism you think that is running the, the government. Da 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 da. Okay. That's that's number one. That that I think is some good advice. Number two, and the second advice I feel like is even better, to be to be quite honest. Goddamn water's so good. But the section, the fucking goddamn it. The second option is guns. Okay. The second option is guns. I fucked up saying it the first time. It's all right. We'll move past it. Get guns. Go to the abortion clinic. Have a standoff with the police, like the Black Panthers in the fucking 70s in New Orleans. You know? Like the Black Panthers were really shaking it up in New Orleans. They were they were they were holding classes, trying to teach these young black kids about fucking, you know, generational wealth and how to use their money and fucking arts and all this like good shit that they needed. And then the fucking, you know. New Orleans police were like, we're not going to do that shit. We're going to come in and, and, and shut you down. And then the Black Panthers, I can't remember if they were at the Capitol building or the state building of New Orleans, of Louisiana, or if it was like they were outside of or inside of a place. But they got a bunch of guns, man. They, bought a, they got a bunch of guns. They held down their shit. And they said, we're not moving. And the New Orleans police were like, we're not moving. And it just had to culminate in the New Orleans Police Department opening fire for like 15 minutes on this building, just murdering everybody inside. Now, I feel like that that is the second option for this. Again, a lot of people probably don't want to get guns. and I get that. But if you do that, get the guns. The cops aren't going to want to come in. They're going to shoot you from outside. They shoot you. You die for the cause. Again, proving the fascism that you want to prove in, in the government. And also, you die a martyr. Every liberal's fucking dream. You die a martyr, they say your name at the parade. They do. They go, say their names. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt died because he was shot by the police from the outside helping fight this fucking abortion clinic and he was holding a, a, a 365 whatever the fuck dude you know I've shot like three guns I don't know I don't know man I don't know I just think it's crazy that everyone is like so politically charged one way or another that they're willing to go out and like protest shit that is like clearly just a moral dilemma and I just see, I see it both ways, man. I do. I do, and I see it both ways because I don't really see it helping us progress as a society, to be honest. Um, I don't think just because we have an abortion, I mean, you could look at it and be like, well, we've gotten to the point of having so many kids, we need to have an ab abortions, much like China, where they probably have euthanasia, 
um, which I guess isn't an abortion because it's actually just killing a kid. Fucked up. But, like, it could be, like, well, we've grown so much as a society, we have to have abortion as an option now because, you know, if we have more people, then it's going to cause the earth to slow down, to, you know, to speed up the pollution and the harshness of what we're doing to the earth and shit like that. But I don't know, man. Uh, at, at the other side, I also don't see it, like, not progressing our society either. I don't really see abortion as, like, a detriment to be, like, what? They fucking murder their kids, you know, and some of these people need it because they don't want to have those kids and they were, like, forced into, like, being pregnant. That's crazy. Like, they're savages. I don't think that either because I think that there is something uh, very noble about being in a bad situation and then not wanting to bring someone else into that terrible situation. Like, I can understand, like, if you were in extreme poverty and extreme wealth and having a kid, like, to bring them into that where you're homeless and you're on the streets and you're dirty all the time because you can never get showers. It's kind of an honorable thing to not want to bring someone into that. But at the same time, there's a lot of stories of people coming from situations like that and then really being great innovators, great people you know, uh, if Jim Carrey's parents didn't happen, weird example, but I guess he had like a bunch of siblings and shit and they lived in a van across Canada and whatnot. And he's delivered some amazing, amazing art to the world. And people fucking love Jim Carrey. He's a legend. But if his mom was like, no, I don't think this is the one, you know, and got an abortion because they were so poor and living in this goddamn van, we would never have the Truman Show. You know, you'd never have liar, liar if Jim Carrey's mom got an abortion. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Again, I'm simply not. Because I don't think anyone should tell you what to do with your fucking body. Which is also why I think it's ridiculous that all these people are screaming, my body, my choice, at the Capitol or whatever the fuck they're doing, protesting. And these are a lot of the same people who were in favor of a, mac- of a of a vaccine mandate for a virus that dropped, you know, like a mixtape nine months before. And that was still mutating and had fucking other variants and shit. And we pretended like we knew when every three months there was new information about how harmful it is or how you catch it or, you know, the time period you have to wait or whatever the fuck or antibodies. You know, and like I I got vaccinated straight up. I did not want to, but I feel like I was going to have to because I, at, in my eyes, I saw it being like, well, we're all going to have to get vaccinated. It's just the way of the world right now. And it's like the way that the world's going to be because we're going to have to live with COVID and it's going to be like the new fucking cold and all this other bullshit. And you're just going to have to get this shot or else you're not going to have your job. And they bullied people out of their jobs if they wouldn't get it. And then the Supreme Court was like, nope, you don't have to get it. You don't have to get vaccinated. You know? And I was like, what? We don't have to get vaccinated? And then four months later, COVID's gone. And then and then seven months later, fucking Roe Ho, Ho v. Shade gets turned over. And everyone's like, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. And I'm like, yo what about the COVID vaccine? Well, it's not the same. It's not the same. Why? 
because if you don't get the COVID vaccine, then you might kill somebody. But I should be able to absolutely kill this unborn, definitely somebody. But I don't get that. I don't get it. Like, like if I don't get the COVID vaccine and I get COVID and I give, I, I might give it to somebody. I might not even catch COVID, though. What if I just didn't catch COVID? I mean, I get that if I like maybe catch COVID and we're like, we're like catching, I don't know. And then I pass it along to someone and then like I kill them. Like I get that. But like if you're having an abortion, you're definitely killing what would be a person. And you're telling me if I, if I don't get the vaccine, I probably can't go to work. How is it not the same? That's all I want to know, you know, because I, I, I am pissed now that I got vaccinated. I'm mad because it's my body, my choice. And I'm built different. I would have never gotten COVID. I still haven't gotten COVID. And if I didn't get vaccinated, I probably would be. I, you know what? I'm 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 heavy right now. If I was if I didn't get vaccinated, I'd be skinny. Yep. That's the truth. Because I had antibodies, baby. Antibody baby, antibodies boy, anti. That's me, dude. That's me, and that is what has been going on in my world, man, and in everybody's world. So thank you for hanging out with me while I'm talking about that. The last thing I kind of want to say about all of this is, again, just that I feel like protests are getting pussy. People just show up, they scream things, they go home. You know, let's take it back to the fucking Boston goddamn Tea Party, you know. And I'm not singing riot, but I'm saying unless you affect someone's pocketbook, unless you affect somebody's actual fucking bag to be Crystalia again, they're not going to give a fuck, you know. So... Uh, shout out to, to everybody who went to that protest. I think it is very cool that our generation is very quick to action. Um, it's, it, to me, it's kind of like the early 2000s, kind of up to like 2015, 16, 17, you know, was like, if you want to say that history repeats itself, the early 2000s to like mid 2010s is like to me like the 50s to early 60s and then really with like the mid 2010s to like you know early 2020 before everything happened is like the ramp up of the 60s and then once 2020 hit and we had George Floyd everyone was way quicker to move like it was fucking 1968. Like it was goddamn 1968 and Martin Luther King Jr. was holding the Million Man March going to the goddamn thing and everyone was going to talk, you know. So now I feel like we are uh, deep into the 60s. Obviously, we're in 2022, but I feel like we are deep into the 60s. And we're going to just be going into the 70s, man, where we're going to have a bunch of drugs flying around, a bunch of free love. Uh, people are going to get their, you know, way as far as liberally. That's kind of where we're swinging. And uh, we're going to have a bunch more mass murderers because that's what happened in the 70s. Uh, there's going to be people who have cults 
and fucking draw swastikas into their heads and come into people's houses and murder them uh, and murder their babies so they don't have to have an abortion, you know, and they can just die with them. Fucked up joke. Oh, so dark. So dark about Sharon Tate. So dark. But we're here, man. We're here. Uh, Ho versus Shade. Ho v. Shade, man. Ho v. Shade. This is Fair the Burn. I hope I hope you're still with us. We're kind of deep into this podcast. Um, Darian at his fight, man. Uh, that's that's one of our sponsors for this this podcast. Uh, from Eastman Fitness Boxing. He's the boxing coach out there. Go get your hands right. You know, this isn't necessarily an ad read for him, although it is going about the same way as every other ad, quote-unquote, read has for him because I don't read anything. I just tell you what's up. Go out there to Eastman Fitness Boxing in Centerville, Utah. Go talk to Darian. Tell him Fair the Burn sent you. Go get your hands right. You know, uh, he's a really good guy, man. He's a good guy, and he's a, he's a good fighter. He really is. And I really enjoy watching him fight because he's so fucking smart. He's so smart, and he's so honest. Uh, I think right now in, in MMA, after this last fight that he had, I'm pretty sure he's won one and one. Uh, I've watched all of his fights, so I definitely know that. And uh, his first fight, he just got wrestle-fucked the whole time because the dude who he was wrestling was like a D1 wrestler. I can't remember if he was All-American or not, but I definitely know that he was uh, he was D1 nonetheless. And so he went out there and just kind of threw Darian around, you know. But the good thing, and the thing that I enjoyed watching about that, was that Darian stayed safe the whole time. You know, he really, like, he had good jujitsu. He was w- w- looking for the big shots when the, he knew they were going to be raining down. And he stayed safe, got thrown around a bit, but was able to do, you know, do his, do his thing in there. Uh, unfortunately lost. The judges did cut it off around short, but it's all good. The second fight went out there. Uh, definitely had a stand-up out with this guy. And just, you know... The dude came out with, like, straight-up soccer shorts. He was a short Mexican dude. Definitely, like, way rounder than Darian. Like, he was way bigger than Darian in this fight. You could tell that he cut a lot of weight in his second fight. And so the dude just came out there and tried to blast him round one, dude. Just... Like, not necessarily connecting. He, I don't think Darian really ever got, like, clipped super bad. He got hit, for sure. That's what happens. But he weathered the storm. Did well. Uh, I think round two, Darian came back, did his thing. Round three, pieced him up, uh, and then ended up winning. I think it was two rounds to two rounds to one, and I definitely agreed with that decision. Darian looked really great. Third fight comes around. I think this is a guy he fought before, and like goes out, fucking uh, boxes him up a little bit, grabs him, clinches him up. I think he gives him an outside trip, takes him down, gets into mount round one, and is raining blows, dude. And I was like, oh, Darian might might take this round one, man. He's looking great. Uh, I think he finished on top as well in mount. Round two came out. The other guy came out, threw him, uh, kind of wrote him down a little bit. Uh, so after rounds one and round two, you know, Darian is also doing his thing. He's staying safe on the bottom and whatnot. 
but between round one and round two, I was like, all right, I kind of feel like we're one, one right now. Uh, round three, they come out and I can't exactly remember how this round goes. I definitely, I, I think Darian got, got thrown again. I can't remember if he tried to outside trip him or not again. I can't remember if it worked, but they definitely were wrestling around. The majority of the round, I think the other guy was on top of him trying to rain down some shots um, and work for position, but it came down to a decision, and I'm going to be quite honest, Darian, especially if you're listening or watching to this, I wasn't feeling super confident after that fight. I was like, you know what, like, close round three i definitely know you you won round one round two i definitely know he won round three i kind of feel like the other guy had majority of the time on top but i was i was i was hoping man i'm a fan you know he's the sponsor for this podcast real good guy i enjoy conversing with him uh i don't want him to lose but i have to be real and i was like i kind of feel like the other guy won uh the guy who reads out the cards comes up. I think his name is Dave. And he was like, all right, is everybody ready? Are you sure? And then he like looks down at the cards and he's like, are we sure about this? And I was like, I was like, oh shit. And I like looked over at Radley because Radley and me were watching it together. And he was like, he was like, oh dude, we got it. He's like, we got this shit. We got the shit in the back. And I was like, I was like, dude, we might have this. And so Dave read the scorecards Turns out, <clears throat> judges called it a, a majority draw. I think one judge scored it for either Darian or the other guy, and two other judges scored it as a draw, forcing a majority draw. And I think that Darian like thought he was involved in the second draw ever in this promotion, Steel Fist Fight Night or whatever. And so, yeah, man, it was just a great fight. Just overall, like I really enjoy... Darian, because I I know that he puts the work in. You can see it on his body. I mean, the dude's just cut, bro. The dude is just cut in there. And between rounds, like, you can see that he's breathing, but he's not breathing super hard. You know, and I, and I know that he's probably, he's probably feeling it. He's probably fucking tired in there. I Probably, man. Fighting has to be one of the most tiring things of all time, especially the mental. The mental that has to go in with your physical, like, I can't even imagine. But in between rounds, I'm like, this dude's looking fucking great. Whenever. I was like, this dude never looks, like, so gassed like he's not going to do it. You know, he doesn't, uh, who's, who's, I can't even think of a fighter off the top of my head right now that, that I'm like, 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 Darian's opponent in the second fight after the second round or the first round. Whenever. It, all rounds for that fight. I was like, this dude is gassed. This dude is done. Um, and if Darian fought like he fought in the third fight, in the second fight, I think he would have stopped him. I really fucking believe he would have stopped him. So, yeah, man. Enjoyed watching it. Love watching fights. Love having that dude to support the podcast. Uh, speaking of fighting, I know that I talked about the worst boxing match ever to be made last time with Austin McBroom versus Anisan Gibb. But in reality... There was a new worst boxing match ever made. Jake Paul will be fighting Tommy Fury August 6th. Now, this is just one of the worst decisions I've ever heard. 
I've ever heard. I've ever seen. I've ever heard. It's terrible. Why? Why are you fighting Tommy Fury? He's boring. I know that people will be like, he's a boxer. Guess what? Fight Mike Tyson. He said he'd fight you. He said he'd fight you as long as it was, it was, as long as it was before the end of the year. You know? You're going to fight this guy who's only big because his brother was the fucking heavyweight world champion of the world and is one of the greatest trash talkers in fucking combat sports history. Tyson Fury can talk shit with the best of them. You know, his dad can talk shit with the best of them. Tommy? Yeah, he's a model. He doesn't talk. He looks pretty in front of a camera. Probably fights well. Probably fights pretty decent. Do I think Jake Paul's going to piece him up? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Because at this point, I'm done doubting Jake Paul. Because I think that he picks his fucking opponents because he goes, yeah, I can beat that guy. And he knows it, dude. And maybe it's going to be hard. Maybe he's going to have to go all eight rounds like he did fucking um, Tyron Woodley one, you know? But he did it. Oh, he fucking did it. Tyron Woodley also almost put him out, but he outboxed him. I'm, I'm done doubting this dude, man. But I don't want to watch this fight. I'm going to watch this fight, and I'm going to watch the, the fucking Austin McBroom and Nissan Gibb fight. I'm pissed about all these fights. But it's just a... I feel like it's a bad... A bad move, man. Like, and I know that Jake was making some bad moves before calling out Michael Bisbang. What a weird thing. Michael Bisbang's so old. He openly has a fake eye now. He's not going to get approved to fight anywhere. But to fight Tommy Fury, I thought we were over Tommy Fury. Fight KSI, dude. Fight KSI. Fight Mike Tyson. Those are the people I want to see you fight. I think, I think KSI, you're still going to piece him up. You know? He, he's definitely better than your brother. For sure, he beat him. But all, what does he have? He has a good shell, he's got that high shell, and he's got a fucking hell of an over right hand. I don't think he throws it correctly, but he's got a bomb in his right hand. But Jake Paul has footwork. A one, a two, a one, two, three... A one one two, a one two, and I'm sure that JJ has all that shit too. But Jake Paul's an athlete, man. You know, and he's gonna beat the fuck out of Tommy Fury. And not only is he gonna beat the fuck out of Tommy Fury when it comes to the ring, he's gonna beat the fuck out of Tommy Fury when it comes to the actual fight. Okay, and I'm and I'm not gonna pay for it. I'm not gonna watch it live because there hasn't been one. There hasn't been one. One of these celebrity boxing matches that I would actually pay for. Not. Okay. But I like watching the fucking press conferences. Don't ask me why. I'm weird as shit. But I like watching the press conferences. But I'm not going to like watching them with fucking Tommy No Show and Jake sucks his own cock Paul. Okay? Cause then the last time that they were that they were supposed to fight and Tommy pulled out, the last time they did that and had a press conference, number one, Jake Paul zoomed in while he was in a pool on floaties. Very dope. I will say this. Fucking great move. It's very annoying for a press conference because you look like you were having the time of your life. You know, he looked like he was fucking 
I'm like doing amazing and just in this pool chilling. But Tommy didn't say a goddamn thing in the press conference. Him, his dad, and his brother were all there or whatever. And I think his dad was calling in too. But his dad was just saying crazy shit, saying he's going to take his girl and fuck her and have him call him fucking Sir Fury and suck his Fury dick and all this weird shit, man. Bend her over like the bitch she is. I don't know what he said, but it was wild. And, like, so much so that his, like, sons were even like, whoa, dead. You know, I don't think we're supposed to be doing that. You know, I don't know why they're fucking, I don't know why they fucking Australian. Uh, but dead, please. If there's one thing they all want you to be doing out there, it's that. Somewhere between New York and Australia, you find that accent. Probably in Northern Africa. That is the closest place that I can think of. This is Fair the Burn, man. This is Fair the Burn, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everybody who listens, watches, supports, shares the content, talks about the content, engages with the content. Um, your boy hasn't been on stage in a while, but that is something that I am going to change tonight. Getting on that motherfucking stage, I'm talking to those people, I'm going to make jokes, man, because the C in Craig stands for create, and that's what I believe humans do, and that's what I'm trying to achieve in my life. I don't want to be one thing. I don't want to be boxed in, okay? I do the podcast. I want to do comedy. I make music. Stream Craig with a period at the end anywhere that you go. I want to write plays. I want to act. I want to write scripts. I want to write all these things. I want to do everything that I can and not feel ashamed for it. Because your voice fucking matters. And my voice matters. Okay? It does. And especially in this land where you get to say whatever the hell you want to about whatever the hell you want to, even if it's hateful, you still have the right to say that. And I have the right to say, you're a fucking idiot. Okay? But that's what it's about. And that's, that's fair the burn. And that's what I want to accomplish with what we're doing here. I just want a safe place where people can come and say what the fuck they got to say. And if you're a hateful sack of shit, then you can suck my opalisk. But until then, I'll see you next week, cunts. I take this life too serious to watch it pass me by. I'm awake, I'm aware, not delirious. This is me and it feel right. I'm a star in the waiting area. This era is my prime. I'll pack the load, I'll carry ya. If I can find the time. This kind of feels like basement eyes. Philosophize my life, but green or vaporize. I hate my life. When I sleep in, I'm keeping my secrets close to my heart. You'll have to kill me to get me goofing, geeking. I'm seeking out greatness, but the cost is my regular likeness leaking out like some unwanted nudes. I face unwarranted and unwanted dudes. I feel like I'm facing time to face my passion head on. Like Tarantino's car crashes, realness I'm chasing, killing like Jason, being hot like Bateman, but my will stays patient and nothing is wasted. All things for good, but it's wicked how my art takes away what could have been last night. But that verse was tight. 
Maybe I'll stay in again and just write. I take this life too serious to watch it pass me by. I'm awake, I'm aware, not delirious. This is me and it feel right. I'm a star in the waiting area. This era is my prime. I'll pack the load, I'll carry ya. If I can find the time. <laughs>